Coaching Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Everybody, it's Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we shine the light on amazing people, entrepreneurs, leaders, people that are doing great, awesome things, and they're they're making a difference along the way. Our guest today is fits that description perfectly. Um, I've had an opportunity to get to know her over the last year or so, working with her on her book, and uh, you'll you'll be really excited to meet her. Uh, but first, uh, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides done-for-you publishing services for people that have a story, they want to get it out to the world, they want to use it as their business card, and they want to make a difference. If that sounds like you, go to performancepublishinggroup.com and learn more all about it. All right, so let me tell you about our guest today. Her name's Robin Waite, and by profession, she's a musician, an incredible musician. She's played principal flute in a symphony orchestra, written and recorded her own compositions, taught in various school systems from pre-K to university level, conducted bands and orchestras, and has a private studio of flute students. One day while sitting on a beach, Uh, I'm sorry, one day while sitting on a beautiful back porch in the middle of 2,000 acres of forest, she began to write. Words began to flow, first in poetry, then also in prose. She thinks in musical terms, hears in musical phrasing and form, and uses the alphabet, like 26 alphabetical notes, with which to work instead of the usual 12 in the chromatic scale. After a traumatic illness and recovery, her book was born. She's dedicated to helping others navigate the difficulties of medical trauma and the mental and spiritual strategies of healing. Robin is available for speaking engagements as well as for book readings and signings. She is in the process of writing a novel and a book of poetry. Can't wait to hear more all about that. Um, So let's just go ahead and welcome Robin. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? How are you? you? (laughs) Good, good. I'm excited you're here. You know, obviously... We've known each other um, for a little bit here, and we've we've gone through the journey of helping you bring your book to life. And your story is incredible. It's really incredible. And I really want to start there because, um, you know, the, the book you wrote, 500 Miles from Help, and I heard dot, 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 is the title. But, but walk us through a little bit about what the book is about, but also the backstory of how you got there. How I got there was um, uh, years of intestinal illnesses, but they called it diverticulitis or diverticulosis. Mm. And it was a about 10 year struggle of experimenting with foods, what worked, what didn't. Sometimes it flared into infection. Frustration because nobody knows what causes it, what gets it going. Even when I said, I'll do anything to avoid this, we don't know. Mm. And so I was supposed to go on a cruise and I got sick again. And I'm thinking, okay, go to the doctor, bring all the things you're going to need, antibiotics, everything that had worked in the past. And so I decided if I had to crawl up the gangplank, I'm going because, you know, <laughs> I'll just, it's a cruise. <laughs> it's a cruise. You know, yeah. I'll bring all my stuff and it'll be fine. 
well, it wasn't fine. Um, nothing worked. And I brought everything. I won't go into all the details that you can read in the book. But um, uh, about the midway of the cruise, I felt very sick the whole time. Couldn't eat. I was drinking consomme. All the food is out there. I'm like, I can't eat. I can't eat. Something was really wrong. And I was getting sicker and sicker. I could feel it like being poisoned. And then uh, one day I took a nap and I was lying in bed and my belly expanded like I was fast forwardly pregnant. And I knew nothing was getting out. Something was really wrong. And so when I woke up from my sleep, I realized that I was uh, dying and I could feel it. Um, people say that the body knows when it's on its way out. And I knew I was being poisoned to death. And we were 500 miles out in the middle of the ocean. So um, the danger of these kind of illnesses is that your intestines can explode and you don't have time to get 500 miles to anywhere. You're done. They have uh, medical on the ship, but not surgery, not this kind of thing. Uh -huh. So um, I got out of bed and this is a spiritual as well as a physical journey. And being from my background, I'm a Christian background. I uh, put my hands on my stomach. <laughs> I felt like I was pregnant. <laughs> That's how big it was. And I asked God, I said, I'm dying and I know it. And I'm going to ask you to heal me. And I felt hands inside my body, on my intestines, holding them like a basketball. And I heard him say my name, Robin, I will heal you. Mm -hmm. And the journey began there. <laughs> so I did not die on the ship. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Still here. <laughs> But the book is about the whole journey. And I got that little word, that quiet voice in my head said, write it down. And I'm like, okay. So even in my hospital bed, I'm taking notes. <laughs> like the little academic I tend to be sometimes. And uh, so this story tells my journey, physical, mental, and the also the spiritual side of this journey from a patient's perspective. Mm. You know, I can't even imagine what was going through your head being on a cruise. Um, I know we actually, so diverticulitis, I'm familiar with my grandmother had it. It's nothing to mess with, but it sounds like yeah. you went into extreme, um, yeah, all kinds of stuff going on there. And, but to know that you could potentially die, what was going through your head? Well, the only thing that goes through my head when I potentially die is that, um, I know where I'm going, so it doesn't scare me. Yeah. But um, the only place I had to go, and, you know, I put hands on myself, and in Jesus' name, I prayed for me. And from there on, it's in his hands. And I wasn't scared, but I was very sick and very, very much in pain. So uh, I just went through the process of getting home. And I remember driving home from the, the ship. I'm holding my gut because every every bounce in the car was like torture. And then when I got home, I went to the ER. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, no fear, just I knew that something was up and that there was an adventure beginning. Yeah. yeah. And your, your story, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and again, you do have to read the book, um, which we'll, we'll be sharing with you where to get that here momentarily. But the other thing, talk about though, so your musical background, which is incredible um also plays a part in this book <laughs> so talk about that yes it does um and anybody listening who's in administration who wants to cut music programs out of the school i'll say right now don't do it 
I never would have been able to put this book together without my musical background. Because over the years as a conductor and as a, you know, a student of music, you have to look at how composers put things together. And I thought when I was writing this, well, if I just write the physical story, it's going to be kind of boring. So what can I do to make it interesting? And I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to write the spiritual story alongside it and go back and forth between stories. But each story had to be a cohesive unit. So I kind of wrote them together, but separately so they could work alone or together. And then I had to figure out how to go back and forth and put it together. And so my background in music, there, there are all sorts of strategies and techniques you use in music to connect one thing to another. And mm -hmm. I go into that in the book. And for those of you who are not educated in that area, there's a glossary in the back to help you out <laughs> because I, I speak in those terms. It's like, what's a pedal point, you know? Yeah. So um, I used like, there's something called the common tone modulation. I said, okay, let's have a common Im image modulation. Let's use it that way. And there's related keys and unrelated keys. And how do you change from there? Okay, let's use a word. Yet let's use something that's the same so that there's a smooth, flow back and forth between the stories. So I don't think I would have been able to compose the book the way I did had I not had my musical background. You know, and I love it too, because we've, we've published many, many books through the years, and I've never had an author that, that approached it in that way. And I love it because, you know, yes, you're writing a book and yes, you're getting your story out, which, you know, needs to be told, but you're using the gifts, you know, your gifts, your talents, those are very unique to you. And to combine the two is just really powerful. That was very exciting because even as I wrote my sentences, I'm thinking, okay, well, a phrase in music has a shape. So what kind of shape are you going to make your sentence when you read it out loud? What does it feel like? How does it flow? What does it sound like? You know, and uh, I had somebody read it. And said, you sound like Shakespeare, <laughs> but Shakespeare wrote very musically. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I'm a musician. And he said, no wonder. No wonder. Of course, the language is a little more approachable than Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it's just the ebb and flow of the phrasing and the and yeah. the flow of the language that uh, is is musical. So I had a, the opportunity to you shared with me one of your compositions, one of your the CD that you gave me, and it's still in my car, <laughs> and I listen to, <laughs> oh, you know, time to time when I'm out driving, and it's so beautiful. It's, you know, you playing the flute with uh, with another person and talk about that. If you don't mind, talk about that, that particular piece of um, music that you put together. And how, how did that come about? Well, um, I have a keyboard friend and she's very uh, excellent, but she's also very spiritual. And we used to play together on a worship team in church and we would both be able to be quiet and almost like plug in. Mm -hmm. to heaven and hear music but we would hear the same thing and mm -hmm. so we would play a lot of things that were original right there during worship service mm -hmm. and it was like we had been rehearsing for years wow. um, it was a very unique experience and so i had a friend who had a radio show who said would you mind putting together 20 to 30 minutes of music that's spiritual and meditative for my show mm -hmm. and so we got together and we did this. We put together things that she had written, things that I had written, things that 
we had done together spontaneously. And then we hooked all those things together. So it's 20 minutes, 25 minutes of uninterrupted music that blends from one piece into the next, into the next. And so you have a nice experience. And the name of that is called Tehillah, which means praise. It is beautiful. Is that available? Can people get that CD? Yes, they can. I have the CD, lots of them at home. And I'm going to try and figure out a way to get it uh, digitally Mm. so that it can be purchased digitally. And when that happens, I'll I'll let you know. (laughs) Okay, okay. Well, in the meantime, how can people get your book? Well, it's very easy. You just go on Amazon and you type in the title and it pops right up. And up there, I've got about five or six reviews that have been written as well. And so at the bottom, you can read that. Okay. And the title again is 500 Miles from Hell. And I heard, and my name is Robin Waite, not to be confused with the other Robin Waite, who is a guy and he writes finance books. That's not me. That's not you. (laughs) That's not, no. Uh, And your website as well, is it uh, hiddenmanabooks.com? Hiddenmanabooks.com. And it is still in its seed form. So you won't be able to find my website quite yet because all this is very new. Yes. Hey, it, that, but that's but that's the beauty of this. You have taken a story that, and you know, I'm passionate about your everyone's story, and what you do with it beyond getting it out. There's so much you can do. It's it's you have to start somewhere, and you did. So you you, yes. you listen to what God told you to do. You documented it, and that's that that is huge. Um, before we wrap up, though, I want to talk more about where your heart is with this because you mentioned to me that caregivers and nurses and why is it important for them to to get this book, to understand the core message of the book? Uh, the The care I got was so excellent, and not everybody gets this kind of care. This hospital I had the experience of going to was tremendous. And I had some nurses who were so kind to me that it just made my experience less scary. And because you're out there in the world with, you don't know. And when a nurse is kind, it feels like um, someone's actually going to take care of you and it helps you to relax. And the same with the doctors, you know, I had a great doctor, but I had experience with others that are not uh, nurturing in any way, shape or form. They're about their technical, like I'm going to save your life. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's it. Um, I just think it's important, important from a patient's perspective to be treated with kindness and care, but it's also important for caregivers to know the kind of emotional trauma that a patient would go through that they will not tell you about. In fact, many of my friends said, we were freaked out. We were, we didn't know how we were suffering. I said, there were no words. And so this book gives pictures for that because I didn't have words. So a lot, there's a lot of imagery in this book. And I think it will help caregivers understand the things that maybe their care ease or their patients are not communicating, not able to communicate. Which is huge. I know so my, my mom is an RN, has been her whole life. And so to, to know her heart of why she got into nursing, she loves people, cares for people. And I want to believe that everyone in uh, the medical profession has that same, you know, passion behind it. So I think that them wanting to serve people best as they can um, but maybe they just don't understand is is the point of why they need to read this book, because we we can think we know, 
But in, until you, it, it's kind of like until you're in any situation, you think it's kind of like before you're a parent, you think you got it all figured out. Like, oh, my kids will never. And then you become a parent. <laughs> the same is true as a caregiver, unless they have been on the other receiving end of care. They may not know. Um, with exactly. Really I want them to know how incredible a difference they made in my recovery and in my experience. Because especially there's a story in there about a nurse who brought me a Beethoven CD when I was waiting for my second surgery in, in extreme distress. And I love Beethoven. And it was the most beautiful thing I could basically. She was like an angel. And, you know, she gave me this wonderful medication. And so the combination of this medication and Beethoven was like three and a half hours of waiting for a late surgery passed in a minute. And if I could talk to her now, I think it's also a thank you to those of you who are out there really doing this job to know from a patient how much difference it makes. And we know how busy you are with a thousand tasks to just take that time is overwhelmingly healing. You said the angels, and I was thinking angels on earth. Yes. And in my book, I said I could see the wings unfold from behind her, which could have been A, medication, but B, you know, allegorical. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be in the ladder. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is so awesome. Well, I, you know, I... I definitely want to just encourage anyone listening, whether you're a caregiver or if you know somebody, share this book. And even if if it's not a caregiver, you know, everybody's everybody goes through something. And I think that Robin's story translates um, in so many ways. And it's beautifully written <laughs> with with a musical background. And so is there one if somebody we have to wrap up, but is what is one what thought do you want to leave people with who who are listening to your story? Maybe they're considering writing their story. Maybe they're in healthcare. But what's something that you want people to to take away from all this? I want to know, first of all, to the caregivers and the doctors, how much I appreciate you. And thank you very much for your service to others. It is essential, but it is also uh, literally for me life-saving. And for those who want to put your experience into writing, um, I don't mean to advertise for Nike, but that's a Greek saying, like, it's just do it. Yeah. Just stop thinking about it and just get a pen, put it to paper and just start. So start. Don't think so much. Just start. And if you need help, get in touch with Michelle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my process was, <laughs> no, seriously, my process was smooth, pleasant and no hassle the whole way through. Well, thank you, Robin. I so appreciate that. And I echo echo what you said, just do it. And even if it's just to get it in, on paper, it's who you become as a result of sharing your story, not necessarily about the book. So um, I, I, I just That's true. Yeah, encourage you. But for sure, for those of you listening, get Robin's book, go to Amazon, 500 Miles from Help, Robin Waite, W-A-I-T-E, And Robin, thank you so, so much for being on the show today. My pleasure, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. We'll bring you back on another time too. (laughs) When you get that poetry book done, we will bring you back. (laughs) Yes, that's in process. (laughs) All right, everybody. That's it for the Power of Authority Spotlight. I hope you take this information and it encourages you that you do have a story. You do need to share it. And 
uh, remember that we all have a purpose beyond what we think and, and go get Robin's book and we'll see you next time. for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.